Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Welcome into the 63rd all-time episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. And for the first time, it originates from not inside the Convocation Center, instead coming from my basement I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Alex Jewell. Happy to have you along on this show. It is what is a oddity of a podcast, Alex. We've never been under self-imposed quarantine orders by the governor of Michigan to stay at home. And we certainly hope people are taking heed of her message and doing their best to social distance. You and I are a good hefty amount of space away from each other so we yell at each other in a podcast normally we'd be side by side but i am doing my best to social distance myself from you it just proves what our listeners have always hypothesized that whether it's by government mandate or up to you you've got me chained to a desk in a basement somewhere and that's what we're doing working away here still trying to get everything done but certainly an oddity we hope you all are Saying staying safe out there, social distancing. There's literally no excuse not to listen to the Eastern Insider podcast now because everybody's got a little bit more time on their hands. Well, you think back to the last uh, 10 days or so that we've experienced, and it's been one for the record books. Um, the Thursday a week ago, well, really oh, two weeks ago now, we were standing in Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse getting ready for the tip-off of the first round of the men's basketball tournament. Uh, when the word came, a press conference was coming at 12 o'clock. The game was pushed back an hour, and we were all asked to head to the Fred McLeod media room for a conversation of course, being on the inside, we knew something good was not about to happen when something like that happens. And since then, the world has been flipped upside down uh, about the strangest way a a season can conclude. And our, our heartfelt condolences go out to so many student athletes who did not get to complete their season as they were hoping to. Uh, but you you look at that and this now turns into our way to honor those student athletes and coaches who Cannot continue, but we'll continue to carry the torch for them. It really does provide a, a good opportunity, not a great way for student athletes to have to go out. You know, you look at Eastern Michigan women's basketball, for example, getting ready. They were going to have a spot in the semifinal game of the MAC tournament for the first time in four seasons, uh, which was a great accomplishment for them. They had a, a great quarterfinal win over the two seed Ball State, and they weren't able to play that next game. But at the end of the day, it's also for everybody's safety, so you have to take that into account, and that's okay. And if everybody can do their part to help make the rest of us safer and slow the pace of this disease, then that's something that I think we can all come together and agree is a good thing. And like you said, a really op awesome opportunity now to both honor a lot of our athletes from the past, a lot of the great moments that have happened at Eastern Michigan, but also honoring those student athletes who maybe didn't get to give their final message in a uniform, but are instead going to have to do it uh, during this unique time. And it really shows you a lot about what our student athletes are made of because their response has been nothing but professional uh, and really quite admirable in their ability to say, you know what, it, it's a heartbreaking moment, but at the end of the day, being safe and doing my part to help our country right now is certainly more important than, than sports. When people on the outside ask, so you don't have sports to cover right now, what is in the hopper? 
And quite frankly, there's a lot of things that we can now do to bring you on our social media channels and on emueagles.com that we are really ratcheting up today. If you haven't been online yet, so we certainly encourage you to uh, do so. Our good friend TC Cameron has gone back to uh, getting his computer out and writing stories, and he has compiled some good ones for you to tune into today. A good feature on uh, both men's and women's basketball of the 40-point or more scorers in EMU history. There have not been that many, but Raven Lee, Daniel Minot, Tavlin James, Gary Tyson, just a few of the people that have done so. Uh, so a story on them. And we also kickstarted our series on EMU football's greatest victory since turning into the Division I ranks. So that starts today as well. Men's basketball will start up later this week for their best top 20 moments since uh, the Division I era. So if you've got ideas or let us know games you think should be on that list, it'll be rolling out over the next 20 days. We also will be highlighting student-athletes uh, who, as we talked about, saw their season end. But we'll also be reviewing some of the top moments from the basketball season that was and some of our other sports as well, plus a little trip inside the vault. Yeah, and you just said it. There's stuff that's going to be coming out every day of the week for the foreseeable future. We've got the TC stories. And for those of you that haven't had a chance to read some of our A Walk Through History series pieces that TC has helped with, such a great look at the history of Eastern Michigan. I thought I was a history buff when it came to EMU athletics, but TC always teaches me something new in his writing. And like you said, we've got uh, men's basketball, 20 greatest victories, a 20 day series that's starting up on Thursday. We have a 20 day football series that started up today. Among other things, we're going to be taking a trip into the vault every Tuesday and Thursday, starting tomorrow. We're going to take a look back and you'll have an opportunity to actually go to our YouTube page and rewatch full games and different events. Tomorrow we're kicking it off with 2012 when women's basketball did get the best of the Mid-American Conference Tournament, their last berth into the NCAA Tournament. A great way to kind of look back. Among that, we've got a lot of other fun things coming on social media as well. We're working on right now top plays and moments for both the men's and women's basketball seasons. Those will be coming out. Baseball, they started their backyard baseball series. We're still going to be doing that, among a lot of other things. Oh, and by the way, if you like TikTok, if you like seeing a little bit of the, the fun side of the athletes, well, stay tuned the rest of the week because we're going to have a little bit of a TikTok challenge coming up. A lot of the student athletes are taking that as an opportunity to get competitive, even though they might not be on the court or the diamond or wherever, wherever it may be, and really get back into it as well. So a ton of content. You and I just hit on a little bit of it, and I know I speak for you and I say it's just the tip of the iceberg, but also a really important call to action for you guys at home. This is a great time. If you have thoughts and ideas about stuff that you want to see, you want to hear Greg and I talk about on the show, and questions that you have for us or for coaches, well, we love being that bridge for you guys, so feel free to reach out, whether it's on Twitter, email, however you want to get a hold of us, because the Eastern Insider is still going to be pressing on, whether it's from Greg's basement or I don't know, Dipsalani Water Tower, wherever it might be. And we've got a lot of topics to cover. We got some guests lined up that'll be fun to to hear from. Eric Roof, our guest today on the baseball side of things. They were on a flight to uh 
Manhattan, Kansas. Well, they were have to take a bus to get to Manhattan. You can't fly into Manhattan because it's not big enough. But uh, he had to, to gather his team quickly, turn around and head back to Detroit Metro Airport when he got word that their season has uh, been abruptly ended. So hearing his thoughts and how he had to break that news uh, today, really a, a large portion of our podcast before next week, we go back to, to bring some other guests. But you can tell. Eric uh, taking it hard, as are a lot of our coaches who had to break that news to their seniors that their season was complete. Absolutely. It's no easy task as a coach, and it's one you never really have to expect to tell your seniors and your your the rest of your team that, hey, we're only 15 games in to our 56-game slate, but it's all coming to an end. But like we talked about a little bit earlier, Greg, Coach Roof has an, had the opportunity to do that. It's an opportunity for him to learn some things about himself as a coach, and he's going to explain that in the interview too. So we've got a two-part Eric Roof interview coming up on this episode, and it's certainly something that will give everybody a little bit of an inside look at what was going on in the athletic department when all of this news came down. Time to cuddle up with your pup today on National Puppy Day. The rest of the Instant Insider podcast after this. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Welcome back to this remote edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. A little bit different than normal because we've got head coach of the baseball team, Eric Roof, here. But we're doing this kind of on a virtual uh, Google Hangout that's a little different than normal. I'm used to sitting in his office, kind of overlooking right near Center No Strike Stadiums with him. But nonetheless, Coach, it's been a little bit since we've talked last. So just tell us a little bit about how you're doing and how this last kind of week's been for you. Yeah, well, it's kind of been – it's obviously been crazy for all of us. Um, for us, it started out, we were actually uh, on our way to Kansas State, and we flew out on a Thursday. I think the flight was at 6 in the morning, landed at 8 in uh, Kansas City. Once we landed, we were heading over to Manhattan to get our practice in, and uh, we were able to practice from about 11.30 to 1.30. And um, at about 1, Andy Robin, my sport AD, shoots me a text and said, hey, give me a call when you get a chance. Call him immediately. And um, what I promise is going on, he said, hey, I need you guys to, to come back to campus right away. So um, we finished up practice, and then we um, got to work trying to figure out flights, buses, how we could get back to campus as soon as possible. So it was just really tough, really tough, because you have to explain this over to the phone to the guys, not knowing all the uh, maybe all the answers or all the questions that came up to them, and then uh, about a third of our team was back at home. So trying to explain to them over the phone via conference call what was going on and what the university and the uh, athletic program was about to do. And obviously last Thursday was kind of when that breaking news all came out and came down, but this coronavirus that we're dealing with, we had kind of known a few days prior to that, a few weeks prior to that, that it was becoming more and more of an issue. What was the communication like before you actually got that news? Was it something that you just kind of knew about and didn't think was going to affect the rest of the season or at least that weekend? Or was this something that you had 
kind of in the back of your head been been planning for to maybe have these tough decisions or these tough conversations although i know it's it's hard to ever prepare for something like that for sure no before before we got the news you're obviously seeing some stuff on the media and um on tv and uh didn't really know too much about it obviously with us getting going in the our season you're kind of focused on the task at hand and you know how we have our season you're playing a lot of away games so you're just trying to make sure travel's taken care of the season's taken care of and you know your all your energy and focus is on the season but you're seeing a little bit on the news and i think it was i mean my memory may not be perfect but i think i remember seeing not before we flew the nba postponing their season and when the nba postponed their season i remember thinking to myself man this is a lot bigger than maybe what everyone anticipated it or maybe everyone originally thought it was um and then you, you obviously check in twitter as you're you're leaving i talked to andy Rowden before he left and uh he told us he was actually supposed to make the trip with us he told us he couldn't make it because of all the uh coronavirus um situations going on that he needed to stay back home and stay back on campus just to make sure everything was going all right and he said um you know it's business as usual um, after we practice on Wednesday, you know, have a safe flight, go kick some butt, and then uh, we'll be in contact when you guys come back. And um, you obviously are, aren't really thinking it was going to be that big, but, um, you know, this is bigger than baseball. This is bigger than athletics, and um, you want to make sure everyone's safe. So I think everyone did the right thing by canceling the season and um, trying to keep their social distancing, staying, staying at home currently. Eric, it's Greg. Two weeks ago, we're sitting kind of in Southwest Florida playing a tournament down there. And now you're talking about next year when you had those conversations with seniors, how difficult was it to have that kind of conversation knowing they're just 14 games in and had so many still to play. And it, the NC has come around with there's possible options for next year and them coming back, but things aren't set in stone. How do you have a conversation with a kid like that? Yeah, that's the toughest thing, Greg, is like you said, just a couple a couple weeks ago, we were playing baseball and starting our season. You know, you're playing a 56-game season, and you're 15 games in the season. You're starting to finally get your legs on the ground and running. And, um, you know, the first thing you think about and I thought about was our seniors. You got five seniors on our team, like Caleb Hester, Nick Jones, Nick Pareto, Brett Stanger, Devin Hager, that this is their last go of it. And... Um, you know, what does this mean for those guys? You have a guy like Caleb Hester that's in his fifth year with the program, overcoming some injuries and battled through it. And now he's back on the field and feeling healthy. And uh, what does this mean to him? So those are the, the toughest conversations to have. Um, when this news immediately broke, uh, we had a conference call right away with the whole team. And then just because we were with the guys um, in Kansas State and Manhattan, um, we had the opportunity to just kind of sit down and informally talk as a team. And it was, it was um, just a cool experience to be around those guys. Cause you hear some of those stories, but you just really feel awful for their seniors because of all the hard work they've put in countless hours, hitting in the cages, all the rehab, all the lifting, everything that they have going on. And then some guys that are recovering from some injuries. You got a guy like Eli Gora that missed all of last year and he's now back and healthy with his back. And for his season to be cut short, a guy like Davis Feldman missed the last year and a half to Tommy John. He's back healthy. And, um, you know, seeing some very encouraging things out of him for it to cut short. Um, 
And then Scott Granzato, another guy. So you just you, your heart breaks for those guys just because you know how hard they work to get to where they are. And then for something like this to almost be be taken away from them just out of nowhere. You look at, at your season and where it was at the point that it, it was concluded, and people may see the record uh, and say, well, what kind of year was Eastern having? But you look back at it so far, it was one thing here or there that may have snowballed, but – what was your so far impressions of how close this team was to, to taking off in, in a way it should be? Yeah, well, we saw a lot of encouraging things with our team. Um, obviously, the record wasn't what we wanted to, but um, we were in a lot of games, lost a lot of close one-run games, which, you know, if the ball bounces our way late in the game, you know, we, make, we win those games. Um, like I mentioned, seeing some of those guys that came back from injury, I think was very encouraging. But you saw some guys, uh, like Nick Jones playing really well. Obviously, it being his senior year, you know, he wanted to finish on a strong note. You saw some guys like Luke McGuire pitching the ball really well. Justin Mice pitching the ball well. Thomas House making huge strides for us, going from a reliever to a starter. So um, that's the thing that I take away from it is, um, yeah, the record wasn't where we wanted it to be, but you're seeing some encouraging things with our guys. And, um, you know, that's, that's the thing that I'm going to miss most is um, being able to work with our guys and, um, you know, being able to improve with them. And Eric, you talked a lot about kind of having to have that conversation with some of those guys. I know I, I've talked a little bit to, to Nick Jones and Davis Feldman, a guy like Davis, you know, you know, well, obviously has battled back for almost the last two years to get back onto the diamond and now is kind of unable to do that this year. But what was some of the reaction that you got uh, from your guys? I know that you and the rest of the coaching staff talk so highly about their character as individuals, not just baseball players. So I have a feeling that they really, they took it well and they've been encouraging to, to you guys and, and to one another. Is that the reaction that, that you got from your team? Yeah. I mean, the first, the first thing they were extremely shocked. Just uh, when you have to break the news to the team at practice, again, at Kansas state, you don't have all the answers and um, you could just see how shocked they were. What is this going to mean? Um, some of them probably thought worst case scenario, but um, you just want to be there to comfort them. And, um, you know, we have a very mature team. You've got 15, 16 juniors and another um, five seniors on the roster. So it was tough to tell those guys, especially a guy like Davis Feldman, who I mentioned earlier, spent almost two years rehabbing to get back to where he was and where he is right now. And um, he's back even stronger than he was before the injury. But it's just tough, tough to tell those guys just because um, I know what it meant for them to go out there and play and get a chance to compete and get a chance to, to battle through some things. So, um, you know, lucky for us, we have a very mature team where they can kind of see, you know, that this is bigger than baseball. But um, – you realize all they want to do right now and all they've known their whole life, all we've known myself included is when it's spring comes around, you're out there playing baseball and you're playing a lot of baseball games. Um, and I think what makes it even worse or even tougher this year is we've had a beautiful spring. So the weather's been great and it's just kind of been weird just sitting inside with um, some good weather outside.
you know, at this time of the year, late March, heading into April, the only thing that you're usually thinking about right now is what's going on on the diamond. But of course, you and your role as the, the head coach have so many other responsibilities. So what has your kind of transition over the last week been? I know that it, it's been kind of a, a moment for some guys to step away and, and some take some take some time. But how are you now transitioning into the other duties of the coach where, yes, it might not be on the field, but, you know, if, if it's a guy like Nick Jones who isn't able to come back next year, you know, your role in helping him to get to the next part of his life or to, to finish out college and to, to land a job, is that something that you have found yourself kind of thinking about the last week and how you'll embrace the role of, of mentor both off the field and on the field? Yeah, you're definitely like a, like a parent right now to these guys because they need somebody there to comfort them. They need somebody there to help um, maybe encourage them and um, kind of get them through this time. And um, we've basically spent the last 10 days just checking in on them daily. We've had a couple conference calls. We've met with each player via the phone um, for about 15 minutes per guy just to see how they were doing physically, how they were doing mentally, how they're doing in the classroom. And I just want to make sure that I can be there as a resource or a mentor just to help them get through this. Um, baseball teaches those, those life lessons. And I think right now life is teaching us, you know, some baseball lessons, but just making sure that, you know, number one, they're okay physically, they're okay mentally. And then they're staying on top of their studies because it's your job as a coach to impact kids and, um, you know, help them achieve the goals that they have. And some of those are professional baseball. Other of them could be to get into grad school, maybe to get a good job. Um, guy like Caleb Hester is talking about getting in the uh, Marines. So just making sure you're there to to maybe give them advice or maybe a shoulder to lean on, maybe to pick them up if a couple guys are down, or maybe um, you know just another resource for them to have the success that you want them to see and you want them to have. Just like as a parent, you want your kids to always go out there and succeed. In this time right now where so many people are confined to their house and high school was just about to get started uh, with their season and little league, not too far around the corner, but if somebody is sitting at home right now and they're a parent trying to help their kid who might now be missing those practices, are there any things that you can recommend they could do at home to, to kind of simulate or, or prepare them to once those games do get going again, that they're in, in playing readiness? Yeah, I think the first thing would be uh, to never take anything for granted. I think you're you're seeing that right now. You know, throughout the course of a year, or maybe throughout the course of a career, or maybe throughout the course of your life, you could easily say, "Ah, man, I don't I don't want to go to this practice," or "Man, I, I don't I'd rather do something else than go to the 6 a.m. lift." But it puts everything in perspective. You know how lucky we are to to live in a great country and be able to do the things that we're able to do, and. Um, enjoy ourselves. So I think the big thing for, for those high school kids or junior college kids is maybe not try to think of the worst case scenario. Maybe try to think of a positive in this whole thing, even though it, it right now seems like it's, it's a negative and um, kind of woe is me. Maybe try to spin that negative into a positive. So if that's uh, maybe I can spend some more time with some videos, maybe I can take some more time emailing some college coaches, researching some schools, maybe bear down on my, my studies, little things like that. And that's what I try to relate to our guys is anytime in life you have that adversity, how can we spin it to a positive? Because it's really easy to spin things negatively or kind of to say, woe is me. Um, Cause that's the, you know, the easy thing to do. 
to feel sorry for yourself or maybe, um, you know, just get discouraged. And I want to make sure that, um, you know, if I had any advice, try to spin something to the positive and try to make something better out of yourself because of this, uh, this virus that we're having. Taking that uh, kind of full circle, you're somebody sitting around now, your entire family is, is tied to baseball in a lot of ways you're shut down. How, how do you process that? How do you work with your dad who works at the professional ranks, even Jr. who's with you every day? How do you guys uh, stay positive and turn those things into to a situation that you can be better from this? Yeah, for sure. You know, my dad's been in professional baseball for probably 40 plus years. Um, my older brother, Sean, he's in the Diamondbacks organization as a high A manager. Um, you know, and Jonathan's obviously on staff with us. Um, that's something that our family has always had. We've always had, we've always had baseball to lean on ourselves and um, get through things. Whether if that was, you know, you're struggling in the classroom, you're struggling being away from home, maybe you're struggling on the field. You could kind of always go to the cage. You could always go to the field and throw, and um, it just gave you a bunch of joy. And just being able to, um, you know, kind of get back to your routine. So it's been tough. You know, I've obviously had conversations with Sean and then my dad as well, what it means professionally. They're kind of on hold like we are. You know, for them, it's it's obviously um, new to them, just like it's new to us. And uh, it obviously has, obviously has a ripple effect. You know, what does that mean for the start of the season? How is that going to play itself out? You know, will there be another spring training? Um, what does that mean to the minor league guys? What does that mean to the draft? Um, it just kind of ripples its way down to, to our level and even below our level with the, uh, the high school level and junior college level. Um, but it's been crazy because my whole life you've, you've kind of had baseball to lean on. And, uh, you know, right now you don't have that. So I'm trying to, um, trying to figure out what to do, I guess, during this time. Well, that's one thing I was going to ask you is I know that, you know, the name roof and baseball are synonymous, but now that you've, you got a little bit of time to, to sit around maybe more than you'd like. What's what's something you've been doing the last week that you may maybe wouldn't have the chance to do during a normal season? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to trying to think of myself as maybe a little bit more of a handyman with uh, anything to do at home, fixing some odd and ends projects. Um, you know, as a baseball coach, if you can't be on the field, might as well be outside fixing your yard. So I'm kind of doing that right now. But um Really, it, it's been just a lot of little things, just catching up on the stuff with the guy, catching up on emails, um, staying in tune with recruiting. Um, you know, we actually got Synergy, the software system that gets video from this past year. So looking through some video just from those first 15, 14 games and um, how this can actually help our guys, whether that's sending it to a guy or just evaluating the team as a whole. Um, but the main thing is, Maybe being outside every now and then, trying to fix the yard, trying to do something that takes my takes my mind off of uh, what everyone's going through, and um, you know, can try to get back to normal life as possible. How are you keeping uh, Jr. in in tune? Because I feel like he's almost like a puppy dog. You know, you got to let him out on the baseball field to run around and <laughs> taking care of. Have you? Really? Oh yeah. Uh, grilling? I know because he would say that you guys both need to get better at grilling steaks. I mean, have you have you been yeah. shoving? Closet. What have you been doing, Jr.? <laughs> Jonathan's just been—he's been doing his own thing. He's—he's he's staying out of, uh, obviously, uh, he's staying at home, just kind of hanging out, relaxing a little bit. Um, I wish we were—I I don't know—more exciting, 
something a little bit more fun, but it's just been laying low, laying low. Um, he's kind of been keeping to himself. I know he's a little bit down. He's obviously a lot down that the season's over. Um, but no, I, I wish we were more creative and uh, more uh, entertaining, but we're kind of just uh, kind of like everyone else, not doing too much. Um, he's helped out, though. He's helped out with some household chores, which is nice. That way I'm not the only one out there getting after it. And I'll leave you with this with this question because I I know it's something that uh, means a lot to you having uh, AJ on your staff and and right now obviously although us in the sports industry aren't necessarily able to work as fully as we normally would uh, members of the healthcare profession and a lot of other industries are are certainly strapped and are are working to keep all of us safe and I know that touches your program because Coach Actor. Uh, your pitching coach and your assistant coach, his wife uh, is a nurse, just graduated uh, a couple of years ago. And, and so I know that that's been a big impact on, on you. What What's your message to whether it's Katie Actor or the other nurses and uh, healthcare professionals and really all of those industries that are really affected by this? Yeah, I think the first thing is just thank you. You know, like you said, the healthcare, but they're not the only ones. Postal service, um, people delivering food, supplies to grocery stores, et cetera, troops overseas, just thank you. Um, you know, anytime something like this happens, you take for granted everything that you have in life, you know, just being able to go to the, gra- the gas station, just being able to, to go into the mall and, and pick out an outfit, just being able to go into a store and, um, you know, buy, buy the things that you need for a day-to-day basis. But just thank you to um, Katie Octor, all the nurses, all the medical staff out there just helping us out. You know, I've talked to, to AJ a couple of times, not only is Katie, you know, out there working, trying to, um, you know, help with this whole, whole virus, but then he has a, a young baby in Ruby. And um, as a newly dad, he's trying to make sure, you know, his wife is taken care of, but not only that, his daughter. And his daughter is almost one years old now. And um, it, like I said, it puts everything in perspective, but I think it just shows you how lucky we are to be able to do the things that we're able to do. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping that um, we can kind of get through this as quickly as possible so we can get back to normal life and, um, you know, just get back to, to back to the things that, that we've been used to doing our whole lives. Well, I know that you guys are certainly a baseball family, but the roofs are, are definitely good with words as well. That was very well said. And I know that uh, something that all of us here at Eastern Echo and, Coach, we appreciate you coming on today. I know that things are not uh, quite as normal. We should be out at Ostrite together doing this, but nonetheless making the best of the situation and good luck the rest of the way in terms of kind of coaching up the guys. And if you need anything, I know Greg and I and the rest of the department are here, so we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for everything that you guys done. Maybe once this podcast is over, I can – kind of pick your guys' brain and see what you've been up to. But um, one last update that I'd like to throw on this podcast, if you wouldn't mind, is we've had to postpone our uh, our 50th anniversary for the 1970 NAIA National Championship team. So um, we're not going to be able to, to honor that team um, Saturday, May 9th. Um, we're going to have to postpone that that celebration to another time whenever things start to slow down and we can, um, you know, take a look at some other dates. Well, that sounds like one party already on the books for next year. So we'll mark it down. For sure. All right, everybody. That's head coach Eric Roof of the Eastern Michigan baseball program. 
More on the Eastern Insider right after this. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.